All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing uh, Wandering today, again, uh, as we have done for a year and a half, and uh, we will probably do for maybe another month or two uh, as we are closing, closing in on the end. Uh, who knows, if things go terribly tonight, maybe tonight's the end. Uh, I doubt <laughs> that. I, but, you know, you never know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but we ended on a, on, a, on, a, on a bit of a cliffhanger two weeks ago as a bunch of us were uh, were in uh, Gen Con last weekend, so we could not play. But we are back, and uh, hopefully we will be able to proceed unimpeded towards the end of the campaign, uh, which uh, it's, just, it's getting closer. I was telling them uh, that I've been spending a lot of time this week really kind of grinding on the last bits of, of Angmar and how like developing stuff for Angmar is it's been really interesting. I've learned some cool words. Uh, what was the word I, I, I looked up today, Maitre? What was the one I gave you? Uh, Zaire? Yeah, which is apparently like the uh, OG Numenor language word for yearning, which is a very important word to us here. Uh, as we quite like that word. But apparently that's what that means. Uh, I was looking at <laughs> names for places, uh, either looking them up or trying to come up with them. And so I was digging into like Numenor language, Sindarin, Kenya, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, or Quenya. Uh, so, so anyway, I learned something today. Uh, so let's do a quick little intro and then we'll dive back in. So uh, Floy Long, tell us, about, tell us about Floy. Tell us something. Yes, I am a treasure hunting dwarf. We met up with Nail again. And this is where I got my mithril armor from his info. We're looking for his son, but I got armor out of it. Yeah, I know. You went uh, you went out looking for his kid, <laughs> came away with a cursed set of armor that uh, nearly killed you. Uh, but uh, but you're you're go you're okay. You're okay. You're fine. Now, uh, next up, we've got uh, Gilly Kettlegrass, who we learned prior to coming on air that Gilly uh, did not care for the uh, the gift that Arineal gave her. not what I meant <laughs> and you know it. You brat. <laughs> I'm Gilly Kettlegrass and obviously I'm the mom friend of the group. You know, I'm oh, here and there. A little bit. Uh, but yeah, she's our scholar. Uh, she has been the obsessive <laughs> note taker. Even though Ashley has gotten rather lax with her note taking, I have noticed, and I'm very disappointed in myself again. How dare you? Um, <laughs> but thankfully, we have videos we can refer back to as necessary. But yeah, she recently acquired the Ring of Dreams, and she hasn't done anything with it yet. Oh, so you might um, actually do it? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. still on her person. You know what? I realized yeah, I don't actually cool. have my One Ring notes in front of me. Oh dear. Um, see, that's my friendly reminder. You're good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she. Oh, her BFF Titus is with us. That was the greatest surprise mm -hmm, that Jeff mm -hmm. gave us ever. Uh, I mean, and, just remember, anybody who's on this trip, there's a, a better than fifty percent chance they don't return. So, which is also heartbreaking. Uh, Jeff gave us a wonderful episode last time of making us all feel warm and fuzzy feelings. Uh, and then now he's gonna kill people. <laughs> well, not right now. <laughs> Just not really right now. made sure Just we knew us. that we had our rug underneath us. I wanted like you a horde all... of crows, dessert yeah. eagles, or whatever, ripping people off the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. We were talking about eagles last time. That's right. Fresh out of eagles. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just figured the more like the more friends and kind people that you saw on the trip with you, the more there is for me to hurt you with. 
when uh, when we get to Angmar, right? Not so intentionally. Just, Dice are going to fall in there. for the second time to make us cry on stream. It's fine, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had one whole episode where I didn't stop crying the whole episode. Yeah, yeah I that uh, think that I've, bad uh, one was pretty rough. Where we lost almost lost Arinio, almost lost Gilly, almost lost Tara. Like yeah, that was oh, yeah. You, want, you want me to talk to people and I'm crying? <laughs> <laughs> what? With that, did you have the wig on back then? Like crying. Yeah. With the wig on? Oh, God. Yeah. I think yeah. by then, I think you did. Oh, um. Okay, and uh, let's uh, go ahead and move down to the bottom row and let's ask Arineal how she feels about Gilly rejecting uh, your gift. Uh, so tell us about Arineal there, Melissa. Uh, yeah, so Arineal is our champion ranger of the north uh, who got some coin and is like, I'm frugal. I don't know what to do with coin. So let's go to Archie and buy a boat. Um, and now she is um, similar to everybody else, both you know, pleased that there are others joining us in the uh, battles ahead and also having already sent fellow rangers to their death knows that uh, this will be uh, not good at the end of it, no matter what happens. Yeah, there's been, a, there's been some deaths. Marimben, Talendil, Elise Briarcleave. Uh, what's uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Alcat Sweetwood's uh, husband, whose name I'm blanking right now, to my notes, uh, which I don't have in front of me. So this is going to be a fun session. Um, so yeah, uh -oh. those uh, those weren't great, uh, and we still don't know exactly what happened to Soren Deer, but hopefully we'll find out shortly. Not tonight. Graham Sweetroot. Graham. Graham Sweetwood. There it is. There it is. Uh, next up, the uh, the player formerly known as Soren Deer, formerly known as Erebon, now known as Daggett, also leader of the party. Uh, my dearest, dearest friend, uh, Steven. I'm so glad the leader of the party is like the official introduction now, just to like set it in stone. No one can argue with the lore master. Like it, it is what it is now. Uh, hey, I'm Daggett. I'm the most friendly, lovable, intelligent dwarf that you'll ever meet. Uh, I have reunited with my brother Snagit from the Blue Mountains. So uh, the Blues brothers are back together. Uh, and go. we're going to uh, head up to Angmar and... Uh, Throw a free concert. Two whole chickens and a Coke. Right? Right? Yep. <laughs> Long, you get that reference? Unfortunately, no. It's from the Blues Brothers. He literally just said it. <laughs> we Even though he said it was from there, but it's not like I'm going to know it. Yeah. We were lamenting <laughs> last night that Long hasn't actually seen Ghostbusters and didn't get some of the Ghostbuster references we were making into the Conan, so... I guess if you if you haven't, I, you're, yeah, I would say you're probably more likely to see Ghostbusters than uh, than Blues Brothers. I probably shouldn't make a bunch of Caddyshack references either. Then should I go rat farts and stuff? Yeah. Right. No, don't think so. All right. All right. <laughs> that's uh, just our friend, right? Well, that's what Wobbly's name is. is oh, rat <laughs> yeah. farts, but it's in reference to Caddyshack. Like he's oh. he, he's he's making a Caddyshack reference. Yeah. Uh, and then finally. We've got uh, we've got Terraneth. Maitre, tell us about Tara. Hello, uh, Terraneth. Uh, as she is a uh, ranger of the north, also a uh, warden, and uh, about to be Daggett's bestie. 
So really excited about that. She's <laughs> jockeying for second in command is what it is. Is that what it is? Yeah, fair enough. She became Snagit's bestie last time. <laughs> You're fighting with T-Man. Good luck. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm having a lot of fun with this with this group. In and out of character. <laughs> <gasps> There's a chuck in chat. Oh my god. Uh hold on. Talk about yourself, so I have to respond to him. <laughs> hey Chuck. We've we've had to and everyone not had but have been pleasantly able to watch uh Terranus and Sarnau. He's oh definitely God, gonna yes. die. Well, now he's absolutely <laughs> going to die, especially yeah, now that does... Jeff knows the Numenorian word for yearning. Like, there's no way he's making a. That's not the only word I know too. There's a lot of God, other tragic words that I noted down. <laughs> and just like rest, reaches up and caresses your cheek as he breathes his last breath or something. Oh God! Okay, so God. I you have two types happen. of notes. I have like I have this. Which I write down like in session stuff that happens, things to keep track of, et cetera. But then like my actual notes for the campaign are a Google Doc, which is currently 152 pages long, single space, 10 point font. Now, Holy crap. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I have a section just to sort of reveal. I'm not going to tell you the specifics of it, but I have a section in my notes because I have a whole section for Angmar that I've been working on. And one of the subsections is, is, is titled Cruel Fates. And I just have a list of all the cruel things I could potentially oh, no. introduce <laughs> to the campaign for your characters and for the various friends that you've made along the way. Delightful. But I'm not going to arbitrarily do that. I'm not just going to randomly do it. It's if the situation presents itself, I have oh, I, basically a way to, to make it cruel. Sure. You have yeah. the appropriate table ready made. It's ready to go. Yeah. He doesn't want to miss the opportunity is what it is. Yeah. I got some good. I'm just reading them now. I'm like, ooh, that was that was pretty good right there. Uh, <laughs> this is this is one of those situations where, and, and I'm blanking, but like, uh, there better be nothing on there for Pim and Tolman. The thing is, what you guys forgot is that Elise Briarcleave was turned into a wraith. There already was potentially a wraith in the Chetwood. Now there's potentially two wraiths in the Chetwood, which you all oh, no. left. Oh, no. So if you really <laughs> didn't want bad things to happen to the people back there, maybe you should have taken care of those, uh, those wraiths that were wandering around the Chetwood. I'm just saying. E-Man is too stoned to go anywhere near the Chetwood. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but Pim... She's screwed. She's screwed. She's like, I got to get away from him. I'm going for a walk. And then we never see her again. She's got a new husband. She's at the door falls. That's where Gilly gets it from. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wouldn't that be great? All right. Let's uh, enough stalling. Let's get started. So last session, you all broke camp as you had uh you had arranged your allies from throughout the campaign uh, at uh, at Amansul, at Weathertop, and you broke camp finally, and you began your journey to Angmar by heading, as one might expect, due east uh, across the Great East Road to the last bridge where you encountered, for uh, probably the last time of the campaign, random merchants from Dale. There, it was a very interesting negotiation with those poor people, but you ended up getting some last-minute supplies you then started turning north, faced a little bit of weather. You got into the dark hills of Rudaura, which we have encountered and traveled across before. 
eventually, most notably, uh, you were able to revisit the homestead of Nadil, Una, and their small clan of both family and extended friends. It's been two years since you last saw Nadil and Una, actually longer than two years, in fact. Um, somehow they have remained independent. They have, if you recall, when you first met, they they did not want to join Lottie, although their son Geldor really wanted them to. Uh, but they never joined Lottie. And uh, they also kind of told you how there's been a successor. Uh, even though you defeated Lottie uh, in the uh, the northern the northern edge of the Blue Mountains, up by the uh, where the Oathbreaker doors were, uh, there is a uh, some sort of warrior by the name of Braddock that has kind of taken over in her absence. Uh, and Nadil has told you that um, he's a little crueler than Lottie is and doesn't really give dissenting hill folk a choice of whether they join or not. Uh, you also learned that, uh, his son Geldor, who you kind of were trying to help him find a couple years back, never returned from an excursion to this bog covered keep where Floyd nearly died to a nameless thing. And also, as he mentioned prior, discovered his myth, mithril armor, uh, never returned. Does that mean he died? Does that mean he's somewhere in the army of Braddock or died somewhere else? Who knows? Uh, now Nadil and Una agreed to allow you all to, uh, to stay around, to, to camp nearby, uh, but they did not want everyone on their property, like specific, as it would kind of screw some things up. So a lot of the camps are scattered about, but a few folks have come into the, the home area. Uh, however, at night, shortly after everyone was kind of camping for dinner and whatnot, you started to hear these strange sounds in the wind. And then you saw descending from these dark skies were various swarms of creatures, some large, some small, and they started to lift folks into the sky. So I'm going to go ahead and pull you on over to a map as we are going to begin this session in combat uh, and go from there. So we are in, uh, this is Nadil's homestead. Oh, God. Uh, I will walk you through what you see. Um, I just put you all relatively in the center of the map, uh, as you can see around like kind of like their well area. Uh, Nadil and Una, you all were talking to, they are okay. However, Sodden, their daughter, uh, an only child that is living with them currently, is being attacked by a very large bat-like creature that is almost lifting her up off the ground, threatening to take her away. Uh, to the north of you, Reza, who is an older woman, but one of the friends of the family that lives here, she's a widow, uh, if you recall, she is being harassed by a swarm uh, of these smaller bat-like creatures. And then Beric, another one of these friends of the family, is uh, is off to the northwest, he too being harassed. Uh, the closest allies you have at your disposal are Tharnau, of course, uh, and uh, we'll say Snagit and Rollin. And the way we use it in our game, just to kind of remind everybody, remind the players, but I'll remind the, uh, the people watching this, the way we use NPCs is a little different from in-book. Each one of those, they're not going to get their own turn in the initiative, but you can go ahead and use one of them. So Snagit, Rollin, or Tharnau uh, to get a potential boost on your roll. You get an extra die in your roll. Just narrate how they're actually helping you. And once per round, they can be used. Uh, so let's go ahead. Let's start it up. And uh, yeah. Let's go into stances. Uh, no opening volley, as this was uh, more of an ambush than anything. So we're going to say no opening volley. Everything is as it is. Uh, go ahead and switch to your stances and, uh, we will, let me, we will go ahead and get started. Um, so Rennie Floyd, Tara, Gilly, Daggett, Gilly, assuming you're going into rearward, the rest of you go ahead. Please. Go on forward. Stances. 
remind me if this encounter happened while we were asleep or it was like during the evening time? It was during the evening, like kind of after dinner-ish. So it is it is evening time. So uh, Didn't you, wake us if that's what you were asking. You have full yeah. full access yeah, to your we were out and all that about. kind of stuff. Yeah, you yeah. were talking and eating and, and commiserating with folk. But you do hear screams. You see the, you know, something around like a 13, 14-year-old sodden. She is being lifted off the ground by this great bat. You can see Reza and Barak are both being harassed by these bat swarms. And you hear Nadil and Una screaming in terror as this is happening, uh, as their daughter is potentially under threat. You do have a handful of, uh, of allies nearby who can help you. The rest are too far away to probably be of use right this moment. But if this does extend particularly far, we'll reconsider that. All right. So Floy, Tara, Daggett, you're all in forward stance. Walk me through who wants to wants to take the first sta- uh, first uh, action here. Uh, would I be able to, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'll just say at the sound of the screeching and screaming, I'll be ready to shout out orders, but I look at Daggett first because I know he's been vowing for this leader position, waiting for his orders. I can okay. see you want it, so I'll give you a nod. Split up. Help Sodden and his family. Nadil. Okay. Then let's charge towards the swarms and bats. Okay, so there's two. Uh, one of them is from where you're standing. Uh, you are kind of behind this uh, this kind of well area that they have dug. Uh, one uh, like almost straight north of you, uh, to the east of one of the one of the homes, one of the homesteads. Uh, Reza, the older woman, is being harassed, and then in the in sort of a, the these animal pens to the northwest of you, uh, west of that same building. Barak, who is kind of feeding some of those pigs, uh, they are being harassed as well. So there's two options for you there, Floy. You said Reza or Barak? Uh, yeah, Reza is uh, to the north. I'm pinging it if you're looking at the map. Uh, so Reza to the no- like kind of north-northeast of you, and then uh, Barak to the northwest. Both of those have swarms on them. Okay, perfect. I'll just run to the nearest swarm then, towards Barak. Okay, so you run, you hop over the uh, the little pen that kind of encases some of these some of these animals. You can see Barak is swinging, but it's more he's swinging the tools of a farmer, not necessarily of a warrior. On the ground, you can see he's been lucky enough to kind of you know stab one or two, and you can see flopping around are these these heavy 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 for their size bats, and you can tell they've got these leathery wings, this sort of fur on their body, and these big fangs. There's blood that's kind of soaking soaking the ground uh, where they have fallen, but also you can see Barak himself has suffered a few uh, bites and cuts and wounds and is continuing to be assaulted. Uh, you also notice that the swarm is going through the, their animals as well. So like the just kind of harkening back to like the old days when this campaign started, you can see there's dead livestock on the ground or one being feasted on uh, by one of these creatures. Each one of these bats is um, kind of, it's a little bit larger than I would say like a, like a crow. It's a little bit bigger than that, but it's not enormous. Uh, so what would you like to do? Uh, do what I know do best. Just swing at any fiends in the way. Okay. Uh, go for it, man. Give it a roll. All right. Four to axes. Water D6 here. Five tips. Okay. I got a great success. 
Okay. So I'll apply a heavy blow to extra damage. And you just start swinging and swinging, uh, and you do manage to kind of cut through about half of that swarm uh, with your damage, and you can see the swarm itself has even gotten smaller and smaller at that point. Okay. Uh, they're not all dead, but you've managed to take out a significant chunk of that swarm. Uh, okay, so then Terra or Daggett also in forward stance. With the, what of the two of you would like to do? Yeah, um, I would point with Blockfong towards the big one, and I'd call out for Snagit as well uh, as I'm running that way. Okay, and you just hear, Coming, brother! And he comes rushing around a little confused, himself but he nonetheless uh nonetheless kind of uh picks up his knees and starts running uh even though he probably gets there before me because daggett's pretty slow we've learned um i also imagine that daggett and snagit while they have similar fighting style styles because snagit taught a lot to daggett uh they've never really fought together much so their timing might be a little off but they like know the same moves Mm -hmm. uh but nonetheless uh we're going for this great bat uh, that is six dice, and I'm rolling my Gen Con dice now for the first oh time. Boy. Nice. Woohoo. Uh, shit. Uh, that is a. Okay. Uh, 10, 22. 22 should hit, uh, but only one success. These have a 14 parry. Uh, so add 14 to your target. No, they're fine. Uh, they do have plus one parry, but that's still, that's still very, very good. You have no issues. Uh, give me the total number of damage. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay, that is not enough uh, to take them out just yet. Uh, but you do come up and cleave through them and do a stick. If their attribute score is three or lower, I also do knock back, but I doubt it's that low. Uh, they are, in fact, attribute level three, so they do get knocked back. And so, you can, so what we'll say in the case of this, since they were lifting Sodden up, I'll say that knocked back alone is able to separate Sodden from the Great Bat. She falls to the ground and is able to clamber underneath the awning of this home, and you've managed to, to free her, basically. So she's not there. It's, so the, the bat, that knocked back alone is enough to make it so that it will not, uh, it will not lift off with Sodden on its turn. And I okay. would snarl at her, find cover. Okay. And she will look at you like terrified and, and nods. And then she'll start to run and you can see her hop over as if she's trying to run inside of the, uh, the home itself. Uh, okay. So that is, uh, that is Daggett's turn. Tara, you're the only other person in forward stance. If you, uh, if you want to go ahead and take a turn. Yeah, I'm going to go up to uh, the one menacing Reza and call for Therno to help. Uh, okay. You see him and hair blazing in the wind as he runs past various <laughs> fireplaces, pushes Daggett down, hops over top of him, and is there. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to attack with my spear. Okay. Uh that is sorry, just from the if I had more dice, but I don't. Can I have an audience size for this? Does everyone yes. want to hit? Thank you. Go ahead, listen. Well, and don't forget, you have Tharnell there to use as well, so you should have two one for Tharnell and yeah. one oh, for right. forward as well. Right, right, Tharnow thank you. Punches. Daggett right in the nose as he passes by. I'm sorry, friend. 
I miss it. She calls me. Calls me for aid. You understand, don't you? That's a 25.26. What's the, Holy crap. What's the total damage? Uh, a five on the spear. Are you going to use heavy blow for the other two? And 18 on injury. Uh, yes, please. All right. So if you want to use that, then it'll be six and six is 12 plus five. That's 17 points of damage. Uh, is that enough? Good use oh. to the audience. That is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so between you and Tharnow, you run up. That is just enough, actually, between you and Tharnow. As you're swinging away, we'll say even Reza is managing to get a few hits in. She's got like a trowel or uh, actually, no, it's dinner time. Sure, she might have a knife in her hand or a cleaver as the three of you <laughs> are swinging around. And you do, in fact, kill enough of that swarm for it to no longer be uh, be a threat in the combat. Hell, uh, yes. We turn... To Arineal. Arineal, what would you like to do? Uh, so uh, Arineal's attention was primarily drawn to kind of the swarm that was around Sodden. And so Arineal is going to run over to kind of what remains of that swarm. And she's going to call over uh, Roland. Okay, so I want to clarify that the one that was on Sodden was not a swarm. It was a gigantic bat uh, that... Uh, that Daggett has separated from Sodden. The other swarm of smaller bats is the one that Floy ran to, to the northwest. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So. Big bat. Okay. We're going to the big bat. Okay. And big bat is flying? Or uh, the big bat, bat is, it was down on the ground, uh, was lifting Sodden off the ground, but Daggett interfered. And so right now, the that that big bat right there is uh, is definitely attackable. Sweet. Uh, and then Roland will come to my aid, I believe. That's what I would like to see happen. Uh, absolutely. Uh, sorry, and I'm just moving around. Well, okay. roll. All right, let's roll one extra. Uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Is that plus one yes. parry if it matters? Uh, so I rolled an 18. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you have your target number in front of you. Is that good? Yes, it is. Okay. What's your damage? Uh, damage is five. Uh, do, 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 do. That is just enough as well, uh, actually, nice. to slash through this one. So as this thing gets knocked away from Sodden uh, by Daggett and Snagit, uh, Arineal and Rollin come running in, not giving it a chance to recover. And as it's sort of flailing away, it's it's leathery, giant leathery wings kind of torn up a bit from the uh, the axe swipe of Daggett. Uh, the two of you, Arineal, are able to uh, go ahead and take care of that one. Uh, then we will turn to Gilly, uh, who is uh, in a rearward stance. Uh, Gilly, what would you like to do? I guess I'm shooting at this form. Let's see how that goes. All right. Uh, sure. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, and again, yeah, these ha these don't have any parry or anything like that, so. Okay, so I do hit, and I have one six, so I do a total of... What is that? Uh, sorry, it's been too long. Uh, eight damage. 
Okay, uh, that should still be enough. Yep, that yep, that's enough. So we see Gilly just rapid fire, loading a few arrows, each one taking out one, a few of them taking two out at the same time, like a shish kebab, uh, <laughs> and they all just drop to the ground here and there, and that swarm is out. Uh, you see both uh, Nadil and Una kind of running over uh, towards Sodden at that point, uh, making sure like she's okay. You see Reza turning to both Terra and Tharnau, thinking you see Beric looking down at you, Floy, blood coming down from his face, thanking you as well. All seems fine until suddenly there's this terrible screech. And you see swooping down from the rooftops over where Una and Sodden are, are another one of these large, hideous-looking bat creatures that swoops down with its, what's it called? With its uh, fell speed in the direction of Gilly, left alone now. Oh, God. Oh, no. So I'm going to burn one hate, uh, which is going to reduce your parry score by minus two uh, for this round as I'm using its bewilder ability. So as this screech comes out and it comes sweeping down in your direction, Gilly, you can't help but sort of look up at it. This confusion uh, wafting through you is whatever this sound is that is, is coming out of it is both horrific to listen to, but also almost mesmerizing in, in some way in its hideousness. Uh, and then it's going to attempt to attack you. And again, minus two to your parry. Got it. So you're shooting for 16. Okay. And then see what I got. I'm going to try to bite you. Oh, boy. That's a lot of dice. All right. And then I'm going to burn a hate to get an extra die on this as well. Because I want to hurt someone tonight. You know, it's a handful okay of guys that are narrated. I'm saying the things outside. Outside, I'm not supposed to. I have on record that you were going to save me with an eagle, not attack me with a bat. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that is a 21. So that should hit. Yeah. Uh, and I do get one extra six, but I'm, which I'm going to then be able to use for my savage assault. Uh, so. Gilly. First off, uh, go ahead and take 13 points of damage as this thing swoops down. Oof. You oh look at okay. it, kind of lost in thought, and it just sinks into your neck beneath the curls of your perm. It just sinks these massive, this, these massive fangs into your neck. Blood splurts out. Uh, and then, because I'm going to trigger its Savage Assault ability, it's going to get another attack. Definitely going to kill uh, me. Yep. Uh, That's a sorry. Uh, And while I did also get another six, I cannot trigger Savage Assault again. I can only do it once per round, so I can't like chain it into like infinite attacks. Don't need to for Gilly. Don't worry. This is only going to be, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. uh, Actually, no, I guess I can use it for attribute, right? So then it's going to be the same number again. So 13 more points of damage. Okay. Yeah. I had nine left. Okay. Gilly falls. Uh, You you guys hear this horrific scream, but as it bites into her neck and she starts to bleed, it's this horrible gurgle as she starts to drown in her own blood. Oh, God. And it is pretty minor. You can take knockback if you wanted to. That's a good point, actually. Do you want to take Uh, knockback? That's true. Seven. You always forget that. Yeah, so that would leave me with two. 
Yep, half of thirteen is less than do we nine. Do yeah, it half of thirteen so would be six, which should leave you with I think. Would you? Would you have before like three. seven? You said I had nine. You had nine, nine so yeah, you're oh, at three. Okay. So you're you're at three, and I you're not up. down yet. But this thing is uh, is definitely interested, uh, very much so, in hurting Gilly. Oh God! Up towards the northwest, there is a second screech, and this one very similar. To this uh, this creature that swooped down at Gilly is going to swoop down in the direction of Floy, actually. Uh, and you see very much the same thing. I'm going to go ahead uh, and use its bewilder ability to lower your parry by two, Floy. Uh, and then burn in a hate to get an extra die. Uh, it's 7, 13. Um, I'm sorry, 16, 22, 24, 25 to hit with two sixes. Uh, so that's going to trigger its Savage Assault ability. So right in front of Barrack, as you and Barrack are exchanging, he's like, thank you, my friend. Right, get the cattle inside. And then suddenly this massive creature swoops <laughs> down from off the, off the roof and just plunges you to the ground, sinks its teeth into you for a total uh, of... Do it twice this time. Uh, 14. Uh, for a total of 20 points of damage. Ooh, I am weary after that. Okay. Wow. Uh, and because I rolled a six, I'm going to use its Savage Assault ability and attack you again. Ah, out of the box. Okay, good news. I didn't get any sixes this time around. Eight, nine, 11, 14. That's 16. Is 16 good against your parry minus two? Yeah. Okay, uh, so this one's just going to be six points of damage. Okay. And that is uh, that is the end of that round. Uh, okay. So let me go ahead and just show those up. Uh, and we'll turn back to the start, start of the next round. Floy, Tara, Daggett, do you want to remain in forward stance? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It is your turn. New dangers have shown themselves. Uh, old dangers have died. Uh, you look around and you can see that Gilly is being absolutely eviscerated by this large bat-like creature by the well. Uh, it also appears that Floy and Barrack have come under attack by one of these uh, in the northwest. Uh, how would you all like to tackle this? Whatever order. Oh, and I see a Rineal has hopped into forward stance. Okay. Yes, yeah, she did. Gilly, you going in the forward stance too? Just going to do a forward stance kind of party? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, I, I'm gonna run. I'm I'm so sorry, Floya. Tanith probably doesn't see you from where she's standing right now, so I'm gonna run over to Gilly, who I do see, yeah, and uh, call for Tharno to join me and Reza as well if she is in a fighting mood. <laughs> she'll come, but but she's not gonna afford you a bonus. But Tharno will. Uh, but she'll come. Sweet. She'll come running along with her wooden spoon in hand, uh, ready to smack at this thing. Awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, say Sodden is able to go inside to load. The girl gets inside thanks to Daggett's cool. uh, knockback. I'm gonna use an audience die if you don't mind. Sure. As well. Yeah. Okay. Melissa usually keeps those for herself. <laughs> uh, that is a. 24 with only one success. Okay. These have a parry of two, but it sounds still just fine. So, yeah. Uh, what's that damage? Uh, five. All right. Slashes through. Uh, no real issue. Uh, you do see a splurt of this 
dark, viscous blood uh, curve out from the back. You kind of get it right between the shoulder blades where its leathery wings seem to meet in this furry patch. Uh, it does not seem to turd. It seems very, very interested in Gilly, uh, but you have harmed it. Um, okay. Arineal or Floy or Daggett? I can go. Uh, Mary Daggett. Daggett would... He sprinted up to that giant bat, hit mm -hmm. it out of the sky, and then sees Gilly get hit. Here's uh, Floyd's metal being rended. Big sigh. Breathe, breathe, and starts running towards Floyd, uh, calling okay. for Snagit to follow along. Coming, brother. Uh, and I'm just going to swing with everything I got, and I would like to take an audience die because I want an extra six. Of course. Sure. Uh, these two creatures that are left on the map uh, do have a parry of two, both of them. They have the same type of creature, so same stats for both. Uh, I rolled a one on the 12. Uh, <gasps> however, I got three sixes, so I think I'm still going to hit it here. That sounds uh, 18, like a 19 so far. 22, 25, 30, 32. Uh, I think 32. that hits it. Uh, oh my gosh. Three sixes. Yes. Uh, so that's just uh, do. This will be a record for damage for me. Uh, seven times four, twenty-eight. I'll tell you what. It has exactly twenty-eight points of uh, of endurance. Yes. Uh, I'm not kidding. Like it's exactly what it has. So Daggett, describe how you obliterate this thing in one shot. Nice. You and your brother. And your brother. Daggett is just exhausted. Uh, he he doesn't do well with sprinting, uh, and he runs away. And then he hears Floyd, and he's not going to leave another dwarf in trouble. So he runs back and he just the best hop he can do for a dwarf. He comes up and just hooks the uh, bat with the axe and just pulls it down. And just the weight of the dwarf on top of this bat brings it to the earth and snag it, brings oh, his yes. weapon down on the head. Floyd, you can feel the fangs that are in your neck as if it's draining you, just rip free. And although it rips your your neck a bit, you can see as this thing plummets to the ground, standing behind, and the you presume people responsible for it, or the brothers Snagit and Daggett, both of whom you know pretty well at this point as they're standing there looking at you, and this creature has been killed. All right. Floy or Arineal, then? One creature left. Thank reviewed. you, Daggett. Snagit. Creature quite, got quite the bite Any, out of me. Are there anytime. any more? You've got red on you. It's a good color. Oh, he doesn't get the reference. He doesn't get it. <laughs> and that's a recent one. That's recent-ish compared to Ghostbusters and Blues Brothers, but whatever. I'll run onto the fray to see if there are any more creatures swarming around. Uh, I'm going to say with... I mean, that's like a full-on trick. There's one more you can get up next to Gilly, I would say. That's a long trick for, for one round. Uh, so we'll say that'll probably be your turn. I don't know if you're going to be able to get there and swing. Uh, but you can get right up there and like kind of stand over top of her, and maybe she doesn't get attacked if she, if it survives. Sounds good. All right. Uh, then Arineal, I believe Arineal. you're still here. Yeah, Ariel sees her fellowship-focused Gilly uh, being attacked quite strongly, and so she is. She goes into forward stance, and she uh, kind of turns to Roland and says, "Follow me," and runs to attack the bat that is attacking Gilly. And you hear the huffing and puffing of the old dwarf as he follows you. 
Alright. Uh, oh, sorry about that. That was loud. Dropping so stuff and keyboards. Melissa doesn't oh. roll dice. She just rolls keyboards. Alright. Um, so this is going to be a Sauron within a success. Oh, boy. So, uh, hold on. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, sorry, 11 to 14, 18, 20. Okay. They have uh, two parry, but that should still be good for you, I think. Okay. And it's a great success. Okay. So, this is going to be... Uh, weapon damage, probably going to do a heavy blow. Weapon damage plus yeah. strength, so 12. Uh, that is not 12. enough to kill it, but it is enough to do some damage to it. So it is, you hear it <laughs> kind of like screech out in some way, not in the manner in which it bewildered Gilly, but uh, but certainly hurt it. Uh, all right, Gilly. Um, I got knocked down, so she has to stand yeah. back up again. Yeah. But she attempts no to No one's ever going to keep you down. Floy. Yeah. She attempts to speak to <laughs> Floyd, and all that comes out is this disgusting gurgle as she has to spit up blood. I try to she... speak back. The same thing happens. <laughs> yeah. and, and she and she just kind of like holds onto the back of your shirt. Okay. All right. So then it's my turn with this creature who was surrounded by a small army at this point. Um, it appears that only... Daggett and Snagit and Barrack don't want to attack this thing as they are off in a completely different section of the map. So what do I want to do? So Gilly, you stand up. Floy, you're there. Hmm. I'll tell you what. Uh, Floy, are you... Flavor-wise, are you there trying to protect Gilly, trying to keep it from attacking her? Yeah, I would be doing that. And then I'll say, and I'm going to respect that, and I'm going to say it's going to lunge at her. You step in the way, and it hits you instead. Uh, so uh, it will, since you are not bewildered, it won't lower your parry by two, so you can keep it normal. I will burn a hate to get an extra die, uh, and I will just attack. Uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, that is a nine on my feet die. That's a good start. Oh my god, so many twos. Two, four, six, <laughs> eight, uh, ten. I just rolled a, I rolled a nine on my feet die, and I rolled five d6s. All of them were twos. Uh, so that's a 19. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, so 19. Uh, I, it's just six points of damage. Uh, and, I'll knock uh, it back to take three. Okay. You take three. Uh, now I'm going to say that this is we don't need to do a full proper round of combat. Why don't you all just narrate how this small army of people obliterate this poor defenseless giant bat uh, that is amongst you. Uh, just kind of narrate it's, it's, it's death. How does it finish? How do you finish it off? As it goes in to bite me, I put the handle of my axe in his mouth to hold it in place. Mm -hmm. uh, Tara reaches up with her spear and like pulls it down like it's like a skewered piece of meat so now like, it's kind of low on the ground for other yeah. people to attack it you like stab it through one of the wings and just pin the wing like to the ground a bit and so it's just trying to <laughs> trying to wrench free 
What about you, Arineal? Uh, like, Arineal's not having this because Gilly does not look good. And so she's going to attempt to behead this thing with her sword. So okay. she is like swinging with a large amount of uh, strength. So as it stays pinned from, from, from Terraneth and from Floy, you kind of give this big swoop of the sword and slash through. Its head flops off and that horrific screeching comes to a close. You see a, the blood pools on the ground, soaks the earth. Take a few beats. You look around. See if there's anything else in the sky. You don't hear the sounds of leathery wings any further. You don't see anything else, any shadows moving on the horizon. You see nothing else. Doesn't look as though anyone has been permanently harmed. Doesn't look as though anyone has been taken away. But there are some dead creatures around as people begin to sort of get their breath. Combat concluded. Damn. I think a Rineal would fairly quickly kind of like, you know, kind of just kind of takes a couple deep breaths, kind of gets her breathing down and kind of immediately goes over to um, Nadil and Una. Ted's going to go over to get a start and drop. We, we are, so we are grateful that you took us in. Uh, we are sorry for bringing this here to your, to your homestead. This is to Nadil. Uh, yes. Una and Sodden ran inside. And you can see that he's got a little bit of flecks of blood here and there as he was helping towards the end, but he wasn't able to land anything severe but he's got a kind of a dark and grim look it is not you that just brought this to us these dangers we have faced them for some time these however and he you can see him kind of poking at the large these large ones these however these are new we have not seen these kind before bats swarms they have plagued us in the evenings sometimes but this this is monstrous this is what is this thing and he kind of looks to you all because it, it's unfamiliar to him we also do not know uh, same as you that there are new and awful creatures that are terrorizing all over these lands. This is why we travel north. I see. Perhaps it is best if you leave more quickly than we first imagined. I have lost one child to these lands. I will not lose another. We understand. We we will um, gather ourselves quickly, and we will be gone. We again Stay the appreciate night. your hospitality. Stay the night, but we would want you gone in the morning. 
I worry that such a large force might attract the wrong kind of attention. If any of Braddock's scouts are here and sees us giving shelter to you, it might not just be these dark creatures that descend upon us. It might be our own people. Uh, understood. And Arrhenio will kind of look over towards uh, like Daggett and Snagit and uh, Roland. Uh, we, we can all assist with uh, disposing of these, yes? Daggett, who is nowhere near that conversation, is poking the uh, great bat with the haft of his axe, mm -hmm. looking at Snagit. Do you think it tastes like chicken? I don't think I want to find out, brother. It is a... I don't want to eat that. The wings look leathery. Might make a good pouch or so. Oh, good but point. Eating. And I just start chopping. Careful! Precision! Um, so yeah, you look over and Daggett and Snagit are butchering uh, one of these these giant bats in the northwest corner of the, of the camp. Go ahead, Gilly. Gilly's got a cloth pressed to her neck at this point, and she's handed one to Floy as well. And she's going to wander over to the, the bat that nearly killed her. And I want to do like an inspection on it to see if she notices anything else strange about it before maybe uh, like anything, any residual uh, like brandings or anything to, to recognize its origins. Uh, sure. Uh, no role necessary. You look for any signs like like someone might put on their livestock and kind of brand. Nothing like that. It seems to appear. Um, it is a very curious looking creature, though, uh, as it does. It doesn't quite look like the smaller bats, which are very much just bats, um, mm -hmm. which I, I don't know how familiar depending on where all of you are from, you would be, I would imagine dwarves might in the caves. I'm not sure about the rest of you, how frequent you would have encountered them, but it is just a bat. Uh, this larger creature, however, uh, does, has some strange scarring, is is probably what you'll note, Gilly, uh, but it doesn't necessarily give insight as to its origins. It There's does... Is the scarring consistent with the orcs that we found that were like uh, mutated or I guess bred? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does certainly look like suturing has been done. And if this is a wild creature, that is a particularly odd thing for it to have scars and heal, you know, and something like a wound has been healed or something has been spliced. You're not 100 percent mm. sure. But again, it doesn't give specific signs, but it does give the suggestion that somebody has cared for this thing, perhaps. Okay. All right. Is anyone else doing anything in the immediate aftermath? Um, if I I don't really know how the system works, but is there a way for Tara to have aided Gilly or any healing done to either herself or Floyd? So healing there is gonna have to 
in order to get the health back, it's going to be resting. That'll get it back. Yeah. The heal tester are, is, isn't so much for the recovery of health, but more for the wound. preventing yeah wounds and things like that. Yeah. So we didn't uh, actually get wounds, but right. we did get our endurance reduced. So yeah. Okay. So uh, the, the the problem though is that um, he wants you gone, and so being able to rest here is going to be a little bit more difficult. Doesn't mean you can't rest somewhere else. Um, well, there is that to kind of concern yourselves with. So it's something to think about. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyone else doing anything in the immediate aftermath? All right. So Pretty we'll say that. like to kind okay. of do like a bit of a scan just to make sure that there isn't anything else out there. So kind of do a wide sweep and just try to provide some assurance that we are taking our last night here seriously. Okay. Uh, so if you want, um, you can take a couple folks, some of the factions, the NPCs, you can do some scouts some set up some sentries, roll an awareness test. You can take, uh, you know, take a, one of the factions or two to give you a bonus to that. Whoever it is you're taking, just note it. Uh, I'll say that you can probably, because we're in the journey phase, if you were to take a prolonged rest, which is not something that you're really he really wants you to stay here for any any long period of time, but also you can take the effects of a short rest, Gilly, uh, which means you can recover equal to your strength, so you can get some back. Uh, but since he's going to kind of push to get you guys out of here really, really quickly, uh, I don't think we're going to say prolonged is going to be uh, is going to be able in this case. Uh, so while Arineal is out scouting for danger, those of you who are damaged can go ahead and, and get some rest. Uh, is anybody else looking to do something in particular? Okay. If that's the case, then we'll say the night passes. Arinio, how'd you do on your awareness test? Uh, sorry. I... <laughs> Passed. Okay. Uh, you notice a few times, it's just a regular pass, just a regular success. Correct. Okay. Once or twice throughout the night, you, or maybe one of the, one of the groups that you have tasked to help you with scouting, like who, who would, who would have helped you? Like which, which of the NPC groups That's what Rangers. they're for? Like, okay. Yeah. So like some, some Aracel, Lady Aracel or Vignator or some of the others, um, that kind of came along with you. I would say there's probably a concern for the sky, uh, even though it is somewhat storm, the storm clouds here and there, you're looking and looking, you don't really see any more shadows in the sky. There's a light rain that eventually starts to fall, but nothing too, too terrible. More than once, however, you do see movement on the hills, uh, but nothing seems to come down and get close. By the time you send your scouts out, by the time Vignator gets out and looks, or Lady Aracel checks, or maybe yourself, I, whatever was there, if anything is gone, uh, there is on the ground, very faint signs of, of something was up here, uh, hooves you think, or, or paws, there's a, a creature. Um, but as it is, by the time you get up here, it is, it is left and it doesn't seem to have left a trail behind. Uh, but you know that something was up here, whether it was watching you or not, you couldn't tell. Okay. All right. Eventually, uh, we'll say the night 
passes, uh, at least the remainder of the night passes. Uh, dawn begins to arrive as the eastern sky kind of lights up above the misty mountains. Uh, the morning is filled with a bit of fog as it did rain in the middle of the night. Uh, there is a quick breaking down of the camp. Uh, there is, I would say, more than when you are along the road, the Great East Road and even Weathertop, there is a little bit more alertness now as this is sort of the first moment of real danger that you have faced as a company uh, since gathering in Amansul. Uh, and Nadil and Sodden and Una and Beric and Reza come out. They give you whatever they can. So you see, like, they give you some bread, they give you some dried meats, things like that, but not enough that they're going to kind of harm themselves. Sodden comes over to you, Daggett, and she says, thank you for what you did. I, I'm sure I would have been able to take it myself, but it was easier with you coming to help. Thank you. Oh, of course, I'm sure you would have, but uh, there's no way your family would provide us hospitality without a dwarf repaying when they get a chance. Well, if you return, when you return, if you pass through here, I will be sure to repay the favor. Um, good fortune to you. I look forward to returning. And you can see she just sort of nods and she's at that kind of, a, she's at a kind of an awkward age. You now she's in that sort of like, she's not quite full on into like an asshole teenager, uh, but she's, she's closing in, uh, but she seems very sincere. And then she'll, she'll sort of step away. Barrack will come up to you. Floy kind of extend an arm that you see is covered in scrapes and bites uh, from where the swarm of, uh, of bats had gotten to him. Dwarf. Thank you. If it not for you, this pretty face would probably be much less pretty. And he is not a pretty man. He is absolutely hideous. Glad to see you're right. I am. I would go with you, but I do not want to leave them. You might be taking your company north and facing the dangers in that frozen place, but there are fair enough dangers here. As you now see, that we must encounter, and I would not want to leave Nadir and Una. Of course, alone. we have plenty on our side. They need you here. And he turns away for a second, and he comes back, and he says, I must warn you. Braddock is a... He is cruel. Where Lodi would offer quarter, where Lodi would not harm her own Braddock rules. They were wed. I have heard that he styles himself a king, though there are none for many miles who would call him such. King of the hills, king of the hill people, king of Rudau, although that is not the name that we give this place. He is a ambitious one. He's driven not just by that, but by vengeance, anger, 
you have an opportunity to take him out, do not hesitate, for he will not give you quarter. That is the plan. And I'll look for Daggett's a bit worried because he's carrying around that axe openly after hearing his story now. There was a place um, to the northwest several several days, weeks even. There are no borders, they are on maps, not in real, in the real world. But one might say it is the marking of these dark hills and those frozen plains. It is a place that Lodi took over years ago. I presume that is where he has, has stayed. We get news here from time to time, but it is never current. I will tell you this, that the castle that he, that he holds, it is in better condition now than it was when they first found it. Some call it Moramin Terras. Others just call it the castle in the Dark Hills. And some just call it the home of Braddock. Whatever you call it, that is where you might find him. If he does not find you first. Thank you. And nods. And at that point, we turn over and we see like Arinio and Gilly and Terra making, you know, saying goodbyes to Reza and Nadil and Una. What are you all doing at that point? Is there anything else, any last lingering things you're looking to do? Uh, Terra's gonna have a quick conversation with both Floyd and Gilly. Uh, uh, gonna uh, quietly, uh, well, we'll say. You took quite a being in that battle, and I know you need to rest. If one more night in a safe spot like this homestead would serve you well, then I will make the ask of our host that just the three of us can stay and I will help us catch up, even if we are a little delayed and the rest of the host cares that be helpful I'm putting on a brave face oh it's it's not as bad as it looks but then I start wincing as I say that <laughs> we can't risk bringing more trouble to their lands we've already done enough that that is why I will ask only for the three of us to stay of course I only wish to stay as long as he allows us Allow me to ask, and if he says no, he says no. And then we can always leave, even I, if he says yes. We've already stayed too long. No, Gilly, Tara's right. How do I continue one, with this one? One more night. Just one extra night. We can find somewhere else to rest along the way. I... I feel guilty. Either I make the ask for all of us or I will not make it at all. 
if you feel you can continue and we can find somewhere else to rest, then it is not for me to tell you what your sense of healing is, is like, but I am fairly certain there will not be a lot of uh, spaces to be comfortably healing in the following days. This might be the last spot. I understand your caution, Gilly, but uh, as I said, I, I will only ask for the three of us to stay. So it makes sense, obviously. This is actually out of character, but I don't know if we can within like the rules of journey. So I would say there's two things going on. One, yeah, we would break the journey uh, as you can't actually take rest during the middle of a journey phase. Like like any kind of prolonged stay anywhere is breaking the journey rules, which is which is okay. fine. You can do that, but that doesn't. Didn't we mean, break like, when we arrived here? Because yeah, I remember sorry. reducing you fatigue. Can. So that's that's the first thing. The second thing is he's he's. I mean, like you can ask, but uh, I mean that's up to you guys. Like if you guys feel like imposing on them. Um, that's your call. Uh, I I would say that it seemed pretty clear last night that he wanted you gone. Okay. Um. Much as uh, Tara does not like it, she acquiesced to Gilly's saying, "Oh, we'll find another place to rest." <laughs> But it's uh, it's clear Tara is not thrilled. And, yeah, I mean, uh, Gilly isn't either because no, no. Again, know. in the in yeah. character. <laughs> Renee will kind of come up. Are we, Floyd, Gilly? The last night was a rough night. Are the two of you ready to? leave their home and we'll find another spot and she'll kind of describe how she kind of saw some kind of hoof prints while she was kind of out scouting the night before so you know kind of we'll make our kind of path out accordingly and we'll find we'll be all of us will be very mindful of what's around us and we'll find a place for a short rest when we can of course, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, then as the company breaks, uh, let's get that travel roll from... Who is the who is the guide? That's me. All right, Daggett. Of awesome. course it is. You're leading the way. Classic Daggett. I will Daggett. take an audience die if I can. Okay. Uh, that is a lolly and two sixes. Oh my goodness. Uh, so three successes Yay. with the Gandhi. Okay. So then uh this is why, by the way, I'm putting my foot down for the, the rest, because you guys have so many resources at your disposal that I do feel like in order to maintain some semblance of, of tension, like we get we do gotta kinda of push some stuff forward here. Sure, sure. Uh, so then you guys are going to move Oh my goodness. You said two extra successes? Yes. 
Lolly plus two sixes. That's going to be amazing. Five hexes, I think. Oh my God. Uh, so yeah, so the next several, next five days effectively are met. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's dark. It's rainy at times. The spring has come and hit and hit root hour and you're getting some, some strange, strange storms coming down from the mountains and such. Uh, but it is a good several days north of, north of Nadil's homestead and Una's homestead, uh, where you are, maybe it's just everyone's more vigilant. Maybe it's everyone's just a touch more, uh, touch more serious uh, as they kind of see the blood and the wounds and some of them. Uh, but you can go ahead and move yourselves, uh, a little bit further along that white line, uh, where you've tracked it just south of the, the E and Edmores there. Uh, as yeah, you, you move quite, um, yeah, it's actually a good five, six days worth of travel without a whole lot of, whole lot of trouble. Uh, I'm going to need, who's the scout here? So the scouts are, that's me. Uh, go ahead and give me an explore roll. Explore. I'll have a group of doors with me. Okay. Sounds good. Ooh, a lolly on my end. Okay. One success. Okay. Uh, so along the way, uh, like I said, several days pass where it's relatively smooth travel for the terrain. Uh, while there are moments of you know, small things here and there, food rotting, uh, one of your animals kind of walks off in the night and you have to track it down. Nothing beyond just a slight inconvenience. But at a certain point, Floy, as you and the dwarves are out kind of looking for paths forward, you come across kind of a a pretty horrific sight, actually. Uh, as you look down the late morning, the sun has fully gone over top of the Misty Mountains to the east. It's kind of almost overhead. And you're coming down off a slope, this this dark green slope. There's like a, a handful of these gnarled trees without, without bloom yet. Like spring has not yet come to them. And you see in this, this kind of gentle valley between these two dark hills, there are carcasses. Uh, in a significant number, as far as you can see. Uh, maybe three, four dozen. And as you and the dwarves are spreading out and looking, you realize they are the bodies of rams. Uh, you can see like they're, some of them have had their, their horns like wrenched from their heads in a brutal fashion. Uh, but there has to be a few dozen and you can hear some of like the dwarves that are with you, whether it's Rollin or whether it's uh Snagit or something like that. They uh, kind of curse and mutter on their breath. Uh, go ahead. Everybody, by the way, for this, just the travel time, take two fatigue. And because you've passed, um, you're able to steal yourselves at the site and you're able to warn the people behind. So normally this is despair. It's kind of a site of despair, but because you passed, there's no potential shadow points. But you do see this valley of just 
ram carcasses as far as your eye can see. How do you handle that, Floy? If it's pretty old, right? Like it's been here for a while, just rotting away. Uh, you can make a test if you want to try to get a sense of that. Uh, you can do like maybe a scan. You can do a healing test. Um, Scan's pretty good here. Yeah, go for it. Regular successful mind. Uh, no, actually, this is uh, not long. Um, definitely some of the blood is dried and caked. So you don't think it's happened recently. You don't think it's happened today. But within the past day or two, perhaps, uh, it is. it doesn't look as though any other. What is kind of curious and one of the things that you that might kind of lead you to think this is that it's not as though there are these other. There's no scavenger birds overhead. So likely this has happened within the last day or so. You would probably. That's pretty recent. See if we can get any use out of it for resources. Okay. Um, at this point, we'll say since you guys were out kind of exploring, one of the dwarves runs back, kind of prepares people. Rollin goes up to you, Daggett. There's a horrific sight. Uh, three, four dozen creatures. They were slaughtered. Not sure yet. We can use the hobbit's uh, healing skill perhaps to maybe get a better idea of it, see if there's anything in these hills that are of danger to us. Uh, but uh, it is a very unsettling sight, just so everyone is aware. And as you all kind of come up over, and you can see it as well, and like the whole, like the ground is kind of darker here as the blood has, has soaked and kind of gone brown, the, the dark green grass that you've seen so many other places is, isn't really peeking up here and there. And then when you see those like vegetationless trees, like framing this little valley here and there, having not yet gotten like the spring blooms, it kind of gives like this sort of dark and, and uh, kind of ominous look to it. Uh, but if you're interested in trying to salvage some of it, you can roll like a hunting test, I would say to probably try to hack it up a bit. Uh, and while you're, you guys are doing that, I'm going to say thank you to Infinite Monkey Tails for the raid. Appreciate it very much. I think it's not my best. I'm going to push for crafting. Is that possible? For crafting? Uh, you're going to... What do you want to craft? Are you trying to craft like like luggage uh, from the, <laughs> the hides of these creatures? Uh, I think hunting makes more okay. sense. Is you're, if, you're, if you're trying to get meat out of them, is that, is that, like, is that like the idea? Yeah. I was rolling I think hunting. I think hunting. Roll it raw with the zero bonuses. That a boy, or at least one from the the faction. Boy. You also, yeah. You what if faction. he crafts a butcher table and then uses the <laughs> charcuterie board? <laughs> and then, yeah. Can I uh, throw in some support? Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. It's not so hard, Floyd. Mm -hmm. You just have to include players and NPCs. Of course. It's a lot easier. This, Can you just do everything by yourself, D6. maybe? So Ooh, glad we that gives me 50, a seven total. 50 NPCs in here just for Floyd to go off doing his own thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a fail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not After a hunter. After all that. <laughs> After all that. All right. So it's not your fault, though. Uh, as you start to hack, kind of carve through it, some of the others, Terraneth, will come up, kind of looking over your shoulder, giving you some advice. Some of the other rangers, perhaps, as well. 
one of the things you, you all notice is that there's very little meat left on the bones. Many of these look like they have been devoured. Uh, you can see broken bones. You can see something, oh. the signs of, of, of something has chewed through them. Claw marks, bite marks. Uh, these are not small creatures either. These are fairly large kind of mountain rams. You're not that far from the Etmores. You can see it a day's day and a half ride to the north of you. Uh, these are fairly large and sturdy creatures, but something has wrenched through these things pretty, pretty, pretty easily. But the meat that is left, while there is some, it's been sitting out in the sun for the past day or two. You can see it's covered in some bugs and stuff that kind of started to come up out of the ground and worm their way through it. It doesn't look particularly tasty. Uh, the You can notice, too, that the all of the horns have been ripped free. Uh, and you can see that hooves, things like that. Other things that would have been useful have just been kind of carved and hacked out. Um, so, yeah, there, it's not so much like you failed, Floy. It's just there's really nothing of use. Um, Gilly approaches Arrhenial. Um We're close to the Ettenmoors. Could this be trolls? These these creatures are large. Though, Do you remember and... the den of deer? Hmm... And had... and this has this has Gilly free we're very worried. She already hurts. Um and she's I'm so proud of you, Ashley. I'm so proud. What? Did you remember? <laughs> Did you remember? I pay attention. Um so yeah. I'm sorry so... for attacking you now. Now I feel bad. I should have attacked Floyd. Oh wait, I did. I attacked you twice. Um, wait, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you attacked me twice too. Um Yes, Gilly. That that is oh. I would like to do an awareness roll to see if I see any signs of trolls, uh, okay. aside from the carcasses. Uh, sure, yeah, go right ahead. Give it a rip. These guys are calling my name. Okay. Two, three, four. Oh, we have a cricket sighting? Is he bringing you dice? <laughs> oh, there Aww. he is. There's cricket. napping. <laughs> Oh, he's uh, so cute. Oh, he's yawning. Oh. Extraordinary. Okay. Uh, Gilly, your instincts have most certainly helped you here. There is very clear signs of large prints here and there. Uh, not, again, confirming what Floyd already suspected. Not today, but you can see they've already kind of, the rain that kind of came through the night. Every night it kind of rains a little bit. Every morning there's dew on the ground. But you definitely see that there are signs of trolls. And I say trolls with a plural, uh, yeah. meaning quite a few. And since there's several dozen of these that have been butchered in some way. But in addition to that, there's other things you're seeing. You're seeing large paw prints. Um, maybe a warg, but a very... Very large work, large, larger than you've ever seen. Maybe something else. You you remember seeing a creature uh, in the northern Blue Mountains where you met Snagit and Rollin uh -huh. and the other Dwarven Oathbreakers. Uh, Arineal and probably Marinbin before she passed may have told you tales of a creature that they saw while climbing uh, the mountains of Angmar near Othringul. Very bear-like. Uh, you're seeing some of that. Like you're like, and, it, it kind of, it's giving you that, that sort of hint, that feeling. Yeah. 
Okay. And and we did see in Angmar they did have subjugated trolls. So uh there were trolls. Cuz remember there was like that heat thing. Uh I don't know what it's I'm not remembering what it's called, but Gilly had like walked up to it cuz uh I, I can't use the word. Hold now on. I don't know what you're talking about. I was I was <laughs> with you for the the, for the deer hot stuff. Spring? Hot spring? Hot mm. spring? Or something like that. And uh Gilly had ran away cuz there was like a troll nearby cuz it was within uh, a troll was coming near towards her. Okay, I remember. Uh, you're talking about by Rotag's encampment. Is that what you meant? There were yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That was two years ago. Yeah, that's uh, why words escaped me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is what you have now found. Uh, this horrible result of what you assume is some kind of troll attack supported it seems by some kind of creatures out of angmar or at least some sort of foul beasts that you have seen the hint of before this is much further south though uh as mount graham agram is still two three days away to the north uh this is a little further south than you remember marimben telling you that she ranged if you recall uh marimben was much closer to Mount Grom. She had her own little hideout and yeah, yeah. she ranged maybe a day or two. And sometimes she would go out West, but never this far South. So this is a little bit further South than they would normally travel. Gotcha. But that lines up with all the tales that we're getting from Nadil of how things are traveling further and further South. Certainly possible. So this is quite the distressing sight though, Gilly. I, you do have a good, Memory, all of your notes. Ah, uh, that, that isn't even my notes. I will never, ever forget that day. Uh, I'm sure you remember why. Uh, nothing mm. like leaving a den and almost dying. Uh, and and Gilly will quickly kind of spread this information amongst the the groups and warning, you know, that this is troll activity and that we need to be careful. Uh, moving forward. Okay. Uh, if that's the case, uh, let's go ahead and get into the travel roll, Daggett, as you start to move forward from here. All right. Favored right. with four pips. Um, I would like back. to use some NPCs for a bonus die. Of uh, course. My uh, blue mountain dwarves uh, ranging out with me, looking for okay. the best paths. Ranging out. We've, huh? Okay. Well, we've gone north. They've gone north before to find a new homeland. So I think they would know like how to find new territory. Sure. Uh, uh, not the best roll, but I think it passes. Sense. Ten. Uh, yeah. Uh, one success. Okay. One success is still good. You still pass. Uh, so then in terms of the map, you can go ahead and move yourselves basically just west of where the end of the Entenmoors are. Is that up? You're basically one travel roll away from finishing up and this, assuming that you don't have a catastrophe on that last roll, you guys are there. Uh, and then I'm going to need the... Oh, I already did that one. Uh, who's the hunter? Hunter. Uh, Renee. Okay, Reniel, go ahead and give me a hunting roll. 
All right. All right. That is that. And that is that. Uh, who? Let me grab the. Who's good at hunting? Uh, I hear Floyd's fantastic at it. You should take him. <laughs> As he's carrying his butcher table behind him. <laughs> he's got a, ch- he's got a charcuterie board with him. <laughs> I'm good at this. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, you yeah, have rangers. All... You have rangers with the rangers haven't been actually touched because Daggett took the dwarves. Uh, there's also elves. You have two different groups of elves that could be helping you with this. There's uh, unnecessary. Yeah, I'll take the keen-eyed Forlond but... elves. Okay, nice. go for it. All right, yeah, Balavan sniffs at you, angry. Looks at you and think, perhaps we will find my friend Sorendi here wandering, lost, left behind. You told me it was around in these parts that he came in contact with you to begin with. That you freed him then. Is that true? We were still a bit to the north of here, but we are getting closer. Yes. Yes, we are. Hmm. Uh, rolled a regular success. Okay. This is actually, I think, is the exact hex that you discovered, Zorinder. Strangely enough. Isn't that crazy? Oh, discovered. Discovered. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. I was I was mathing and listening you, at the same time. <laughs> we uh okay, so so you um okay. Man, getting a lot of despairs. All right. You We're, that that fits. We're full of despair you and your elves are out ranging looking for more food uh unfortunately you've, your supplies have started to run thin uh you've been stretching it as best you can which you've gotten from the deal wasn't so much uh floy in the dwarves they found the rams but weren't able to really salvage anything from them so you and your elf friends are out looking they're lamenting the fact about coming here to murder things so that you can feast upon them. And most of them are actually not even trying to, to kill animals. They're instead like finding, you know, bushes and berries and things like that. And tiny little weeds. Uh, Everybody will look. see how it goes to say like, oh, yes, uh, he was always good at bringing us berries to eat. It was, it, did that well. It's far better to eat berries than to slaughter a creature just for your comfort, isn't it? They've found that the strength and ability to range far distances with minimal fatigue benefits from a range of foods to be intaked. Berries have their benefit, but other proteins than nuts can do good things for stamina. Uh, he kind of just, if an, if an elf could eye roll, uh, that is what. <laughs> you should listen to her. She doesn't take fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite fatigued just talking to her. In fact, fatigued of this conversation. Maybe that is why Sorendir is not with you any longer. Just could not take your endless babbling excuses for <laughs> what I want to slaughter creatures. so chatty. 
<laughs> so then after a little while, you return hands full with nuts and berries and a slaughtered hair or two. And you realize as you all are camping out for the night to the west of Mount Grom, not too far away from where Marambem's hideout actually is or was. Every night you've been doing a headcount, Daggett, or at least somebody you've delegated to do so, and you all are coming up one short. Someone's missing. Okay, buddy system. Whose buddy is it? Uh, do we know who's missing? Yeah, in fact, one of the rangers are missing. Oh, no big deal. Who's <laughs> <laughs> missing? And by that, I meant it- the dwarves that you took ranging with you. Oh, <laughs> Search parties. <laughs> uh, no, one of the rangers is missing. I did roll it. Oh no! Who's, uh, who's missing? Just uh, there's no one twelve of them, so they yeah, don't. Yeah, there's twelve of them. So one of the rangers. Oh, I don't. Okay. I, I think I might have given him names, but I'm not gonna look it up. Uh, but yeah, one of the rangers uh, from your Vignator and Lady Aracel, and the two of them are quite concerned. Sure. Uh, as they have been gone for some time, um, Arineal, you didn't bring them with you. Daggett, you didn't bring them with you. There's a lot of conversation about when was the last time they were seen. They weren't on task. Uh, they were with the group. They were just keeping eyes peeled for this or that. Some wandering slightly away to you know, make water or something like that. But, but they weren't tasked with anything in particular, but they are missing. How do you guys want to handle this? Any volunteers um, to go looking? Uh, absolutely. Yes. I will... Uh, and Arunil uh, uh, thinks about how many of us there are and how many footfalls that is in dirt and the difficulties of trying to find someone. But Arunil uh, would like to go. Yeah, Gilly's going to start okay. interviewing everyone to see if we can get a better timeline of when they were last seen. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, going to say Tara does something similar, so I'm usually okay. going to assist Gilly. In uh, people, let's do like a skill endeavor then, uh, as it sounds like everyone, like a few of you, had an idea. So, Gilly and Tara, it sounds like you're gonna try to. Uh, Who saw him last? Like when did you see him last? <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. This sounds like a riddle test, actually, because I think that's that's sort of what riddles used for puzzling things mm-hmm. out. As you're, yeah, because it's not like anyone's gonna lie to you. Like that, the, the, you're not concerned about that, but it's just sort of working out the timelines, talking to people. Piece so it all together. One of you can roll it. The other is assisting to take a bonus die. Uh, and then, Arinia, what were you doing? Uh, hunting, I think. Trying to look around the outskirts of kind of where we were traveling to try to find an errant footfalls or uh, f- footfalls that tracks that don't look like okay. ranger tracks. All right, go ahead and roll that hunting test. And then, Gilly, uh, why don't you go ahead and take a support die for me and you, bro? Okay. And then, dwarves, are you doing anything to assist with this? I think I would just be doing my best to delegate, make sure the main group is, like, making a decent camp, but we still have volunteers, because we don't want too many people uh, going off in the search party. Sure. So I would just be trying to form up. Sure. Well, can I have a dice, please? 
Sure thing. So I just want to say that I just rolled two candies because I rolled favored and both of them were candies. So yay for that. Cool. <laughs> Great success on the hunting. Hell yes. Very nice. Yeah. All right. You, so as you're moving around Arineal, like you're backtracking a bit, you are looking for any signs of, of tracks. You do see that at a certain point, uh, sometime probably within the last few miles, which would have probably have been within the last couple hours, you do see that there is kind of a stray set of tracks, uh, very faint, uh, as you would expect a ranger to be very good at this, uh, veering slightly off to the north. You follow that for a bit and you find that there's, um, it looks like there's like this on the ground, a pack of some kind. You pick it up. You can see that there is, it's been torn in some way. A few belongings fall out. Uh, but you see no, you see no other signs of the person, but it does look as though they were here at some point and might've suffered uh, something. Uh, it's a little bit of a rocky area. It's like sort of the foothills of the, of, of the Etnmores of Mount Gram. Uh, but not quite all the way into them. Uh, Gilly, how did you do on your roll? Great success. Uh, you learn from a few of the others, uh, not Vineator, but as you're talking oh, and you're speaking to some of the rangers, you speak with um, one of the rangers that was sent by uh, Orifin, uh, the the blind man that you helped uh, by Lake Ninuiao. Uh, you speak with Udil, and they tell you that the the person who's missing, they they haven't been feeling well uh, the past few days. Uh, they're not exactly sure what it is if it's if it's food if they've just been ill. And apparently, there's been a little bit of a sickness going around, uh, and they've been frequently having to to make stops along the way here and there. Uh, and so, like they've been cut getting like their shifts have been getting covered here and there as this uh, this person. Uh, has been trying to 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 f- kind of get over the whatever this illness might be. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Floyd, are you doing anything to help with all this? I'm gonna prop myself on a boulder and just kind of watch, listen to people's concerns. Okay. Um, so is that a no or? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really moving on this. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's taking feedback. It's an important part of the leadership process. Okay. Providing more organizational structure here. <laughs> and then um, you hear Arineal like whistling from far away because she actually went out and attempted to uh, find something. So you hear like the sharp whistle come over. Okay. So Gilly, Tara, and Ari, uh, who have decided to play the game, uh, <laughs> you all. Uh, <laughs> have discovered that a <laughs> ranger has gone missing. They have been very sick lately. Uh, you have discovered that they ventured away from the group at some point, likely because they have been feeling sick and at some point perhaps were attacked. Something happened to them. Their pack was found and it was torn up. So this is where you're at so far and you're trying to track down like where this this other scout might have gone. So... Uh... Arinia will kind of whistle and kind of gather, you know, kind of go back and kind of gather folks. And we know 
where they were last seen. This is their, and she'll you know, kind of get what she's expecting to be sort of easy confirmation. This is their pack, yes? And she'll kind of bring the ripped pack. I believe a few of us should go off in that direction and see if we can locate our ally. Well, I think the best plan right now is that a few of us should split off and go to where the pack was and try to find uh, where he could be in that direction. Yes, that, that thing that I just said. Yes, that's great. <laughs> I will join you. I'll go as well. Okay. Perhaps you should stay back. I, I don't want to put you in any, any more danger. Um, I I will stealth. Uh, we could use we could use your skills in that. You sure you'll be okay? He's the best I, healer. I we promise have. to run if if necessary. But if he's already been All sick, right. uh, keen eyed, and so um, looking back towards uh, who we've got, I imagine we'd grab. At least one or two groups of allies to come yeah, with us. Can we uh, have the remaining rangers come with us? Yes, they would be very interested in helping. They would be very motivated at this point. They will turn and they will look at Floy sitting on the rock. They will shake their head. Uh, and as the rest of you are moving in the direction of where this uh, this person has gone missing... Lady Aracel will clear her throat and speak up. I certainly hope that they don't expect our assistance if one of the dwarf brethren. I thought we were allies. I thought we were a company. And then she looks down at you, Daggett. You seem to be their leader. It's a very disappointing showing for your kind. And then she kind of turns her nose up and pushes forward a little bit faster than everybody else. And the rangers kind of follow along. I turned to Irenial. You'd think she'd be happy they sent the best they have. <laughs> I, th I, th I think all of our nerves are frayed. It's been a long journey so far. Many folks are quite tired. And we did not expect to be splitting like this I think you're right that elf continues to complain that the snobby one I don't remember his name we're, we're here for an elf we've never met and he's just throwing shade left and right I I would I understand his heart he the the way that he is towards you comes from a place of loyalty, which is a good feature among those headed in this battle. Ah, uh, who can understand elves? You humans are confusing enough. Well, right now I just need your eyes on the ground looking for tracks. Uh, you are I will closer take to it than I. A scan. Oh, God. She just called you short. Uh, I will take a scan. 
if you would like. Daggett, if you want to contribute here. Uh, I can do scan if you're better at it. I've got three pips and a 15. Well, she she asked yeah, you you're to do it. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you mind <laughs> assisting me then? <laughs> sure. I'll try. So Arineal gets yeah. on hands and knees to get closer to the ground. <laughs> That's how scanning works. Oh, my goodness. Um, I rolled the nine three sixes and a four. So that's a four successes. Okay. Wow. I need to take a picture because you're not going to believe me. (laughs) I don't. I know. It doesn't matter anymore. There's so many dice being thrown about that. Yeah. Uh, So you look up and you're scanning around. You're near this this pack where... And Arineal found people fan out here and there, searching for tracks, and they find them. Drag marks, signs of scuffle, uh, weapons on the ground, like a crude knife, uh, like a sharpened uh, sharpened spear, like a stone spear. And there's this growing sense of concern as like a couple, you know, an hour or two passes. And you continue to keep pushing a little bit further north and dag it. You're the first to notice it with your eyes fairly keen. You see something propped up on the foothills to the north of you, to the northeast of you. You can see that there is a, as the so, so the sun is going down in the west, and so there's just a little bit of daylight left. It's something that does not look, at first you thought maybe it was a tree, but there's very few that seem to be dotting the area, and it doesn't kind of have that look. But as you grow closer, you realize it's some kind of structure or monument, and you realize that it's this crude, almost kind of a gibbet something, and you can see that pinned and hanging from it is the body of the missing ranger uh, who has been sort of splayed open, uh, and you can see that there's like this horrible gash down the middle of their of their torso and much of whatever was in them is no longer in them. You don't see any signs of it on the ground and there's kind of hanging there. Many of the Rangers immediately weapons drawn arrows pointing eyes kind of staring at the rocks around, uh, lady Arasil while the rest are kind of covering her runs up, uh, to this, uh, this monument where this person has been left. Uh, it's a little higher for her, like because it's actually fairly tall. Uh, and you guys again are on like the rocky path up the up into Mount Graham. Uh and you have discovered your missing scout. And Iridium will just sort of curse, kind of under her breath, and knowing that this was not like this happened earlier today. This ha- didn't happen that long ago. Still um, dripping. You can see blood literally still dripping. She wants to um, just try to swiftly get to just the um, whatever appears to be sort of the best lookout spot here and just look for whoever might either be hiding or retreating from this area. Uh, okay. Uh, roll an awareness test. As you, you go a little further up the, up the foothills again, the rocks are kind of climbing up a bit. Again, you're, you're literally in the shadow of this mountain now. Like you're yeah, right at yeah. the base of it. 
Uh, uh, no, so. that is a uh, 12 under 13. That's a fail. I'm sorry. I don't understand. What what was that? What was that called? It's a 12 under 13. No, the, the next word. What was that? Fail? <laughs> it's a fail. I've heard yes. of that before. <laughs> a new one. Uh, yeah. You, you look around, your eyes peeled, the sun going down in the west. You're doing your best. You see shadows kind of being cast here and there. That kind of throws your attention this way or that. But every time you move your eyes in the direction, by the time it gets over there, there's nothing there. Maybe it was just a trick of the of the light. You see nothing. You do notice, and this is easy for anyone to notice, that there are many cave openings in the slopes of Mount Gram, uh, but you don't necessarily see anyone in any of those openings or coming from them or moving around. There's certainly, it's it's all very rocky terrain as opposed to like a soggy terrain where there's very clear tracks, uh, but but you don't see anyone currently moving. This had to have happened very recently. The timeline is very tight and the body is still dripping. And Ernie will just sort of go back to the group and she's just, I, I don't, they're, they have to be close, but I just, I can't find them. I don't, I don't know where they went. Uh, while Ernie's looking around for, for, Someone's still hiding everything. Tara's going to be inspecting um, the body and immediate surrounding area to see if there's any indication on what may have done this. Sure. Uh, I'll take a healing test. Um, I could even get a hunting test, maybe. Um, uh, okay. I think one of those would probably be okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're there, aren't you, Gilly? If you wanted to yeah, help with I'm this. Yeah, I'm here. You can do you want me to help or do you want me to roll? Uh, if it's, uh, if for me, my healing down. and hunting are the same, I'm assuming you have better healing than I do. So why don't you roll and take the support? Sixes. Yeah, no, take, uh, you You should roll, I feel like. <laughs> and maybe take a support for me if you, you know, Dean too. <laughs> yeah, you help her help him help her get him down so I can actually. Hey, can you uh, look over there? <laughs> that's uh, that's the support. <laughs> you take the body down. Tara starts inspecting it. Gilly comes up. Uh, Tara, let that's me, the pole. Just... That's not the body. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, sorry. I, got... I thought this was the arm. My bad. Oh man. Yo, this is giving me vibes of our Pathfinder game when I tried to heal Steven's character and rolled a fail and ended up doing two more damn. Nice. Oh, no. <laughs> nice. Uh, Gilly, I heard three successes. What'd you say? Yeah, extraordinary success. Okay, so a couple things. Uh, first of all, you recognize something not too dissimilar from what you saw when you're expecting inspecting the Rams. Uh, like a brutal strength uh, and considering the height of it, someone essentially slammed and stabbed this into this, this, this long pole into a, into relatively hard ground. So whoever did that alone had to have been very strong, but you also notice a little bit different than those, those Ram bodies a few days back is that there's certainly the signs of tools, uh, very, sh you know, sharp weapons, things like that. Uh, you would 
you would probably you don't really see anything that suggests like an animal attack this definitely looked like signs of somebody who was butchering this and then the fact that it was displayed here uh it suggests some something very strong so it might have been the work of like multiple groups or a diverse group that kind of thing uh the last thing i'll say is that there does appear to be some discoloration on a few of the cuts which is something you've seen before whenever like the poison blades of goblins and things going back to the very beginning of the campaign when you first looked at uh rosa good burrows dead uh dead uh livestock yeah yeah same type of deal uh there's definitely that kind of feel to it so whoever was messing with this their weapons their tools their blades probably laced with some kind of poison okay um i will not waste uh more time inspecting this here as this is a dangerous location to be we do need to return them to the rest of the group and we need to leave quickly and quietly while we're on our way back, we need to watch out. We could be being followed. There's a mixed group. We witnessed them. They killed the rams. And now it seems that they've done this to our friend here. And we don't need anyone else being picked off. Uh, presumably, Lady Arisol also heard this since the three of us are at the body. Uh, yes. All right, of Jeff? you are okay. immediately, with the exception of, well, actually, Flo, you'd probably still hear it too, but a little fainter. You hear the sounds of horns uh, beginning to... You've heard those before. Beginning to cascade around the mountains themselves. You see off to the west, the sun is going down. It's never very bright here to begin with. Gilly, you can piece a few things together. Certain trolls obviously do not do well in the sun. But at the same time... Some goblins, some orcs can go out into the sun and can withstand it to a degree. It's also very dark here. You're getting on the edge of Angmar, lots of cloud cover. It's not necessarily constant night, but there is certainly much less direct sunlight hitting the slopes here. So certain creatures that might have an aversion to sunlight, this is a reason why they live here, uh, because they are able to, to move and navigate around. But you can hear from the this mountain this mount grom you can hear echoing coming out of the some of the caves the sounds of these horns what do you all want to do yeah we're running we're getting the fuck out agreed we need to get back to the rest okay and arenia will kind of go over to lady aerosol we we need to we need to return and she is on her knees uh, and she's like kind of cradling this young ranger in her arms. And, you know, she's always been a fairly icy person, but you can definitely see like she's clearly upset by this. And she looks up at you. There are so few of us. We cannot waste this. And then like the sounds of the horns start, start going off once yeah. more. And she stands up at this point and we'll say Vinyator was able to, to grab the body and kind of sling the body over his shoulder. He's a very big man. And mm-hmm. if you're, if you're looking to run, then yeah, like they'll, they'll run with you. We, we, we need to, we need to, we need to press on. We need to get, gather our forces back together again and, and not be separated. Let's move with haste. So 
You begin moving with haste. All of you go ahead and roll an athletics test. Those of you who are running, as you hear behind you, the sounds of horns are getting louder and they're beginning to sound as though they're not uh, just coming from these like sort of subterranean cave openings and stuff, but they're actually starting to emerge onto the onto the exterior of the slopes of the mountain. Daggett does not have the best athletics. Uh, So I'm going to use broken spells to spend a hope for an automatic success. Absolutely. Erwinio got a great success. Okay. Uh, Yeah, 22 over a 13 with one six. Okay. Very good. Great success. Can I have Uh, a dice now? Great success. Just the one magic success for me. Okay, that's all you need. Okay, so the group that had gone out searching for the for this scout begins running and running, and you're coming down this rocky slope, and it's a little tricky. And the few times you kind of partially stumble but catch yourself, uh, it also is getting it also has gotten dark in the time in which you've gone out searching. So there's disagreements over whether they have lights out, not lights out, that kind of thing. Every time you look back, though, you can see you can see some of the the moonlight sneaking from the cloud cover, reflecting off various things moving about. You can see the mountainside, the sort of western slope of Mount Grom here, is actually moving. You can just see something on it just moving and moving. And you realize there's just a horde of creatures that are just pouring out from the caves themselves. We're talking goblins, you see tall trolls, you see orcs, you see everything just sort of pouring out. All of you are able to move with enough haste. There's not that many of you, maybe 10, 12 of you at most. And all of you are very, you know, very good at this. So rangers and the rest, and you know, obviously the fellowship. And so you're able to outpace. Uh, but there is a very clear, uh, clear, very clear danger that seems to be swarming out from the caves uh, kind of coming in your direction so that when you reach the rest of the party, rest of the company, uh, who are waiting with with concern, Floy, you and some of the others, you heard the horns fainter, but you could still hear them. Uh, and so there has been this this rise of of anxiety, but they but you finally, Floy, you see in the in the darkness, you can see that your friends have have arrived. People see the body being carried by Vignator. There's panic that's being set set in. People are kind of turning to you, Daggett. The horns are getting closer and closer. And I think we'll go ahead and stop right there. And we can kind of figure out what we want to do oh, gosh. Uh, at this point. And so, so much anxiety. Oh, that, that's okay, Jeff. I, my heart is beating at a normal pace. This is a really good spot to stop. Did I mention that you guys should uh, take two points of fatigue? I, I rolled oh, so gosh. many despair uh, on your journey events tables today. It was it was crazy because a few times I have to roll like double and take the worst, and like I rolled like there it is, despair, despair, three straight despairs. I really yes. don't want to be hiding right now. Very, very oh Jesus, concerned. Well, you shouldn't very, have come to Angmar. Very... Then. <laughs> right? It's but not it's Walmart. In the name of the game. It's true. It's true. <laughs> That's the end goal, Jeff. Guys, you woke up Angmar. I just want to warn you all. <laughs> Man. That's what happened. That's why we're not in Barbie land. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? Hang on, I just want to go over one more time. <laughs> 
Oh, oh gosh. Oh, man. That was so distressing when I heard that. I was like, no. There it goes again. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so we'll pick up uh, next week with you all having to make a decision to push northward into Angmar, finish the journey. You're, you've got this swarm of goblins and who knows what else on you from the Etnmores from Mount Gram. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. You've suffered your first casualty as a, as a company. Uh, so one ranger dead. Oh, one redshirt. So. It's only a matter of time, guys. That's true. <laughs> no, the red shirts are it's going. It's definitely a red shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a red shirt. <laughs> What's his name? Bob? Uh, uh, Bobagorn? Something like Bob? that. Bob? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. All right. Let's uh, let's do some final plugs and let's get on out of here. What do we got up next? Uh, well, actually, no. Start with my trade. My trade. Tell them where they can find you on the interwebs. Mario plays games on YouTube. If uh, tabletop system agnostic videos that center uh, play and GM experience, if that is your thing, you should check my stuff out. Fantastic. Uh, we'll drop a link. If you're watching this later on YouTube, check the show notes and stuff. I usually drop links to everyone's stuff. You can find a link right there. Uh, also, just on our YouTube page, you can also just find a link from one of the channels that we recommend is my choice. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, next game for us is Monday where we should by all accounts be finishing up with holler, uh, as, uh, as Mosul and I will, will head back to Savage worlds and we'll see how that one ends as we are also stopped in the middle of a crazy, uh, crazy mass battle. We'll see how that shakes out. Uh, what do we got on Tuesday, Steven? Tuesday, we're playing forbidden lands. We will also be dealing with swarms of orcs, but these might be friendlier. We'll find out. We're going to the orc homelands. Listen, if you guys want to try to just talk to these goblins, they're probably like, no, we just want to join you. <laughs> join the war party. Upset. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Wouldn't that be, man, if I did that? I imagine. just bought another Pippin Persuade. I'm probably going to be really good at talking to orcs. We should give them. it a shot. <laughs> I feel like if I did that, I'd have some... <laughs> Some very angry comments. Uh, let's see if I just something. Like, I'm just gonna make all these goblins friendly. Is that cool? Uh, We're just gonna go else? with. We're, they're gonna hitchhike with us. Big caravan. Thursday, <laughs> the demons are our friends. Thursday after that, is, uh, so after Forbidden Lands on Tuesday, our next game is Thursday, where we're continuing Die, the role playing game. We're having a ton of fun with that one. Uh, we're going to a place called the Sledge Factory. We're in True Jersey. We were going and traveling along the Coppertones shores. Uh, I'm making all sorts of random Jersey references for I don't know why. Uh, and then They're next, fun. they run. And then next Friday, uh, we are back once more to Delta Green. Uh, so we are continuing our campaign there, starting up a new scenario. If you didn't watch the first two sessions that were kind of a prologue or small little time jump, we're starting a brand new scenario. So it's a perfect time to hop in uh, if you uh, if you haven't hopped in already. Other than that, thanks for everyone who hung out tonight. Uh, thank you to Infinite Monkey Tales for the raid. Uh, thank you to those of you who are watching this later. If you haven't already followed both the Twitch channel and the YouTube channel, we would very much appreciate you doing so. I am going to go ahead and raid our friends over at Boys from the Baltic Star. They are playing Orbital Blues, one of my favorite games. And so let's go watch them do that. So good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.